another outside the box, prepared to ask the most basic questions. Today's topic is, what's the economy for anyway? Besides being the title of both a film and a book, the question, what's the economy for anyway, appears so obvious that we may never even ask the question. The answer seems simple, but is it? We're all concerned about change affecting the economy, whether it's inflation, a war, a drought or flood, unemployment figures, interest rates, or the gross domestic product, GDP, going up or down, and how it affects the economy. But the effect depends on what the economy is for. Many people think the economy is there for them to do well and get rich, or at least get enough money to live on. It's focused on individuals, their ability to succeed and thrive, or at least to get by and not starve. The so-called free market economy is limited. We can't all be wealthy, so a few of us win, and most of us lose or just manage adequately. My definition of what the economy is for is different. The economy is to provide for everyone's basic needs. The economy is to promote the collective good of us all by ensuring that everyone has enough food and water, decent housing, a clean environment, good health care, and other essential economic rights. If people are living on the streets or not having enough food or lack a decent paying job or don't have the health care they need, then the economy is not working well. Unlike the U.S., most European countries have a more collectivist than individualist view of the economy. They provide better safety nets for their residents, so usually basic needs are met for all. Theirs is a bubble-up economy, not a trickle-down one. But there's another well-known answer to the question of what's the economy for, anyway? It comes from Gifford Pinchot, a former director of the U.S. Forest Service, offered in 1905. Pinchot said the economy is for, quote, the greatest good for the greatest number over the long run, end quote. That's how the book author and filmmaker John DeGroff answers that question. It's sort of like my answer, but with a little more history behind it. With Pinchot's version, we can think about quality of life, friends, leisure, good health, happiness, security. If everyone is doing well, economic inequality is not a problem, or not as much of one. We all do better when we all do better. It provides more opportunities for everyone. There are millions in this world moving by necessity from one economy, from their country of origin, to a more successful, robust economy. People from Mexico and Central America moving to the U.S., those from Africa and the Middle East moving to Europe. They're moving from rural to urban areas, from poor countries to rich ones. Unfortunately, many of the wealthier economies follow Pinchot's first two parts of the definition, 
the greatest good for the greatest number, but not the last part, for the long run. The U.S. has a huge ecological footprint. We're using the equivalent of five Earths of resources. No long run here for the Earth if everyone tried to live like us. Instead of basic needs, we promote the greatest wants. We can't have an economy that lets individuals have as much as they can grab, make mansions and yachts, or even just flying around the world, and still have a livable planet. But if we want to survive the long run on this earth, we need to collectively focus on economic needs, not wants, for the foreseeable future. What do you think the economy is for? I'm Larry Danzinger, trying to ensure basic needs, but not wants, for everyone. <laughs>